T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to another edition of our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson joined by Matt Steinmetz as always. And Steiny looked maybe like the Warriors were starting to get things figured out a little bit. They'd won three of four, but then they go to Phoenix couple of nights ago and the Suns even down a handful of rotation players just hand it to the Warriors on a night where Steph Curry goes for 50 and all of a sudden it it I think negates a lot of the positivity that the Warriors were trying to cling to that they were building on something I, I think Wednesday in large part and really the way they finished the game in, in Sacramento when they lost on Sunday I think I think you add those two together and it It wipes out a lot of that positivity. And then you've got, I I think, more pressing than that, Steve Kerr after the game, essentially addressing the fact that this team's got some internal issues right now that go beyond basketball that that they've got to work through. So uh, chew on that, Steiny, at six and nine. Well, I thought what was interesting is you and I talk a lot about the Warriors, and we were talking about them last night. And to me, the theme of our conversation was not necessarily any aspect of the Warriors, but, you know, I usually say the Warriors are in more trouble than you do. Put it that way. True. You know, and and I, coming into this season, was I I thought they had issues before the punch, agenda-wise, and I still – feel that way and if nothing else it's been exacerbated but but you feel like we might but even the way I feel I feel like okay there's they'll get it together at some point what that means I don't know top six but you're like ah, not so fast like they can do that but not so fast no I just I think they've really got some issues right now and I, I mean it's it's really top to bottom it's it's the the core players and the veterans it's the the younger players continue to be an issue the the guys they brought in to bridge the gap between the two are are an issue and and look I I want to always kind of start with with the big boys because I think there has been maybe a little too much focus on the young players who who haven't played well but at the same time you know Draymond Green is not playing well every night and Andrew Wiggins has been a little bit up and down and Clay Thompson I mean I'm gonna just put it bluntly he stinks right now like Clay Thompson stinks right now and 
he's taking bad shots. And I know the, the topic du jour is, you know, should Jordan Poole start and, and Clay Thompson come off the bench? Or do you do something where you flip-flop the minutes of those two? You got Poole who goes off in a starting nod against the Spurs. He's averaging 28.6 a game in his starts. And I, I guess the, the realization I had Monday, and it was extended even into Wednesday, like like everything should be on the table right now for the Warriors as far as the team as it's currently constituted to try to try and fix what's going wrong. And and I think in a way everything should be on the table as far as starting to look to the outside because I'm I've almost I've almost seen enough, Steiny to say I don't think this team can win a championship as as they're currently constituted. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm with you there. And I think that's something that we, and I don't mean you and me, but that's something Warrior fans got to figure out. You know, I mean, there's no doubt the Warriors came in and the fans are saying, now we go back to back. I mean, that's the goal. That's the Golden State Warriors. But if we're, okay, so now we're 15 games into the season and I'm looking at the team and I, I do think there's a lot of people in the fan base that's saying, well, we, we got time. It's 15 games, and you always have to acknowledge that because obviously this is a championship team. But I'm sorry, last year was a championship team. That's kind of what I'm saying. This year's not a championship team to me. It's just not. And so what do you do? Do you do you try to get the sixth seed and make a run? Because, see, that's the other thing with this team. It's like, do I think they're a championship team? No, but do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. And then maybe they'll win a round. I, I don't think they can – I don't think they can win four rounds as an underdog if they're a six seed. Put it that way. No, but not, the, not the way they're what, playing what, right now. What, what are the goals of this team right now if you know a championship's off the table? Well, I think they're in a little bit of a danger zone because of that. And and I think that the danger zone is they're six and nine. They're having to work extraordinarily hard to beat anybody on, on any night, whether it's the Kings or the Cavs or some of these teams on that Eastern trip. Like they're having to play really well to, to win these games or to have a chance to win them in the final five minutes. And then on a lot of occasions, they get to the final five minutes and they're they're unable to execute or they they get beat down the stretch. They miss shots, whatever it is. But I, I think they're in a danger zone right now to where I'll put it this way. I think they're closer to being in a scenario where they decide, you know what, maybe we're going to start taking away and focusing more on future development than trying to win a championship because they're close they're closer to not being a playoff team right now steiny than they are to be in a championship team and i and i mean maybe not even top 10 like they're a step away from in my mind an injury away from having to fight like hell just to get into the top 10 and i just feel like if that is the position the warriors find themselves in they're more apt to punt than to go for it to be perfectly honest yeah, and I, and we were talking about this last night, uh, whether they're going to make a move or not or whether they can make a move or not. Um, and, and it, you know, Clay's name and Draymond's name names have come up, and that's all right. But, but we talked about this last night. It's like if you're trading either Dre or Clay, you can't 
really bring in a really good veteran, even if kind of even if you wanted to, because you can't replace two four-time champions or a four-time champion with a veteran player who you actually think is going to make the Warriors better than the, than the three-time champions already have or four-time champions already had, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if you're going to trade one of those guys to get young, I get it. I totally get it. But if you're going to trade, uh, you know, for – I don't think you can trade one or two of those guys for another 33-year-old veteran who's only got a few years left. Well, the other part that's compounding all of this, and you can kind of run through everybody, Steiny, but Steph Curry's playing at an all-time level for him, for himself, and now you've got these other issues. You know, Clay wondered if he's ever going to find it, and st- still seemingly more defiant by the game. I think Draymond. I don't know what was going on in Phoenix the other night, but but he just didn't have it in that game nope. it was it was glaring and it was a night where they needed him to have it like they they needed him to be yeah you know I, I want this game tonight and I'm going to do whatever it takes to to slow down campaign and and Michael Bridges and and it just it just wasn't there and you know Jordan Poole's searching but he was back you know to not playing well in, in that game and and it just seems like Steve Kerr's going back and forth with who want, who he wants to play and who he doesn't. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty telling this week that, that Steve Kerr, you know, just even the way the whole Wiseman thing went down after a game where he doesn't play until they're up 40, and then immediately the Spurs score 12 straight points when Wiseman comes in the game. And then it and, and not that that mattered per se, because, it look, it was that whole group that was out there, and that happens in mop-up time. But then after the game, it's like, yeah, uh, we're sending him down to the G League for an extended period. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. Like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, you were saying he needs to play. He's going to play. And and they've had the similar message about Kaminga. He's going to play. And then Steve Kerr says, you know what? I screwed with Jermichael Green too much. I should have right. kept him in the rotation. I wasn't playing him at the right like, like I, I feel like they don't have – any answers right now and they're trying to put the the best foot forward that they can and, and i'll give you another one just from, from phoenix you know steve kerr doubling down on clay clay will clay still has got it he said after the game and there's just a there's just like nobody wants to seemingly acknowledge not that clay doesn't have it anymore any but just that clay's gotta chill out and play within the context of of the team at a greater level he's dragging the team down he he's dragging the team down he's one of the things dragging the team yes because i think there's more than one well and i think you could make the case and and look anytime you lose and people have started to do this you come back to the punch you come back to draymond mm-hmm. and jordan pool and and why is jordan pool not right I kind of think Jordan Poole's not right more. Like, there's something, and I can't pinpoint it, but there's something with Clay and Jordan Poole. There's something. I agree. Either Poole in his mind thinks, hey, I'm better than that guy now, and and I probably should be starting, but he's on scholarship. Or Clay maybe is a little bit jealous, even though he's adamant that he, that he, that he loves Jordan Poole and all of that. And, and so I just – there's just – there's a there's basketball issues, there's there's commitment issues, but there's just connectivity issues 
between this team right now and, and, and for the head coach to come out and basically say, you know, every player has a personal story that I've got to figure out how to blend it with the rest of this team. I mean, that that tells you, I think, yeah. that he knows a lot of the things we're talking about right now are true, Steiny. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let me throw this at you regarding Clay. It's just, just kind of an analogy, and I, I don't – uh, you know, yeah, I don't think you have to be a golfer, but I was wondering about this. You know, he's so defiant right now, and he's 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 just so into himself. It, it, it so everybody's like, oh, you know, he's gonna snap out of it. He's gonna snap out of it. You know, snapping out of it doesn't solve the problem, and I'll tell you why. Or snapping out of it for a game or two. You ever play golf with somebody who's got a terrible temper, and they kind of ruin it for everybody. You know, they throw their clubs and they make everybody uncomfortable for like three holes. And then they birdie a hole. They Then they do birdie a hole. And it's hard to feel good for them. Right. Because they were, because they were such a jackass the previous three or four holes. And so you kind of have to go like, good job, good job, nice. But, but you're not really enthusiastic about it because – there was a big price to pay before that birdie. You know what I mean? That, that, that you subjected other people to that it's not really right. You know? Yeah. And I don't I think, know. Well, and I, it's interesting. I think the, the Warriors are also fighting the, you know, we're talking about clay and clay's not playing well. And, and, you know, we're recording this Friday morning. Well, clay Thompson could score 40 points against the Knicks. No doubt. And may, but, but you know what? Like if he does that, a lot of people are going to be like, see, Oh, everybody no, was, no, of course. Yeah, everybody was wrong. That and it's, but that's not yeah. what this is about. The fact is that no, yeah, he might have forty tonight, and the next time he has forty is January twenty eighth, and then the next time he has forty is March thirty first, and the, and it's just whereas, you know, he could in between go back to playing a lot like he's played in a lot of these other like he just does not right. He, we can say, yeah, he's had a handful of good games, and the rest have been bad. But, but the bad games are really bad. Like, the, it's not right. like he, he, like if Clay Thompson could just have a, can, can he just have a, a seven for sixteen? Like, why, why does it have to be five for twenty? You know what I mean? Like, like, can he just have a, 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 a five for eleven? You know, kind of a game. Right. Where, but it, but it just doesn't. It, like his bad games are really bad, and the other thing we're seeing, teams are going at him. Oh my goodness! Defensively, yes. like he is, I mean, like it's just he's the he's the weak link on the on the scouting report, and you know I, I think it even goes back to it, I keep going back to that game against the Kings a couple of weeks ago. I know they've played a million times, but, but where Malik like to me that was right. almost like Mike Brown. Knows because Mike Brown was here, right. and Mike Brown's like Clay ain't got it. So you like take him. Like he's the he's the weak link. Take him. The rest of the guys don't want to go. You know, aren't are going to be cruise control. That's how we. That's how we are effective tonight. And it just it's just I think other teams have followed suit with that. No doubt, no doubt. And, I remember so, watching that Kings game. I know the Kings game you're talking about. I think we talked about this. And uh, 
guy, you know, King's guy went by Clay. We thought it was and Fox. got to the rim. I was like, well, dear Fox, quick, you know. And I was like, oh, that's Malik Monk. <laughs> How about you? Here's another thing I just want to throw at you because it, it, it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it irks me, but I just think there's another point of view that we that we fail to acknowledge, and that is, and it. it it doesn't necessarily have to do with Clay becoming a sixth man. That's not what I'm necessarily advocating. But what I am saying is the thing we keep hearing is that five-man unit. Oh, that five-man unit. That five-man unit that starts to get – that five-man unit. Well, damn it. You know, this isn't the University of North Carolina with a blue and white team, you know, where you can come in with five subs. So, like, that's great. That's your best five-man lineup. But what, what does it matter if your first sub's coming in with four or five minutes into the game? Because one guy messes it up. You know what I mean, J.D.? It's not yeah. – It's not it, one guy changes the dynamic. So in a crazy kind of way, I look at the – okay, well, who are the starting five? Well, it's four champions and Wiggins. So it's like, you know what? There's got to be an onus on – those guys to some degree to figure out a way to be better when they're not playing together. I think one of the things we're kind of finding now is these guys just decline a hair is like, maybe now you pay the price that Draymond is always on the floor with Steph Curry and and doesn't like to play without it. And, And now you're seeing clay has to have Steph, you know, in times of trouble, if you will, well, guess what? You don't. not everybody's got the luxury to play 35 minutes with staff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, and and now we're seeing when Jordan Poole gets the opportunity to play 30 minutes with Steph, he's a better player than Klay Thompson. Exactly. That's just the, that's the rat on the table. Like right now, Jordan Poole, when he gets the same opportunities Klay does, is more efficient. 
And and really, he was more efficient last year in those roles. And and look, I didn't want to make too much of the San Antonio game because they were playing San Antonio. And I, I do think San Antonio has probably the worst roster in the entire league. But Jordan Poole goes into the starting lineup and it 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 looked like last year. It, it looked like the beginning of last year right. where he's doing his thing and Curry's doing his thing and Wiggins now's doing his thing. And, and Poole was better in the bench minutes because this is the other part of it. Poole's right. better now in the bench minutes, I think, because he gets rolling with the starters. And so Moody takes Poole's spot. And, right. now, and now – Pool's playing better with Moody, and Moody's got an opportunity to play that he didn't have, and Moody's playing better. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait, Moody can't play, but then he gets out there in this different iteration of how the Warriors are running it, and now he can play. And, like, that was something that – is that San Antonio? is Or is it the fact that the team is just more cohesive at this point in a way, like top to bottom, when you take Clay away? We'll find out more on Sunday or Monday. That's it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, Houston and then New Orleans. Yeah, and then it becomes, well, wait, which game does he play? I mean, I almost think he's been so kind of bad that you almost better just start playing him in the first game because trying to pick and choose where he's going to help you or hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to play. Oh, well, we should be able to beat Houston without him. So yeah, we'll they, play. But, but like, that doesn't work. They can't play they, that game any, no, anymore. No, no they, exactly. They, they really I'd be cannot. like, you're playing the front end of every back-to-back. That's and just I, the way it is. No, and I think they've, I think they've essentially said that that's – most likely how they're going to do it and, and right. also maybe some of the second games of back-to-backs others if it's at the end of a long run and I, I think the game Monday has the potential to be another one of those games if you look at you know they played Sunday Monday Wednesday Friday Sunday so Monday, right like Monday again that's what six and nine that's so so that that right that that maybe that's a game kind of like the game a couple of weeks ago in New Orleans where it was five and seven and they gave they gave everybody the the, the night off. So I, I just I, I want to try to get solution oriented here a little bit in the back half of this thing. And it like we can have the discussion about should should Clay come off the bench and look, they're not gonna do it, at least yet. But the one thing they've gotta do, and I know you you guys had Zaza Pachulion and and I think he said to you guys, you and Goo, that you know, a couple weeks ago that he had he had talked to clay or that, that management had kind of talked to clay and like they got to do something to get him to just, if you're not pulling him out of the starting lineup, he just has got to quit taking so many bad shots because it, it really like, they're not good enough to offset him taking all these bad shots that are basically like Turner. So that's, that's the number one thing for me. Right. And then the number two thing is if you're not going to change the starting lineup, the, Draymond and Wiggins and Lou, like that group has to get together and and basically say, hey, we're go like we're we're going on a run right now. Like we're gonna we're gonna expend a lot of energy and and they really in a way already are, but we're gonna really try for the next month, let's say, to win as many games as possible, to be locked in on defense every night, to try and get this thing back on track, hopefully to a point where you're comfortable with your standing 
and you can you got a little more leeway to where you can open the rotation up from from that point on. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. But for the like you know, the veterans getting together and making a like a conscientious effort. Like like I think and and I've I wonder you know, who's going to tell Clay that well Clay's got to know. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's got to know. And and the other thing is, you know, they said Curry to the media after the game was specifically asked about Clay. Said, you know, he's got you know, got to let him come to him. Well, translation: stop shooting it every time you get it. I mean, we all know what right. that stuff means. We all know Clay's taking terrible shots. Well, why we why know he's pressing. He, why can't he knock it off? Like it's like everybody well, can see it. I think. I'll, I'll say this, and I will say this. Um, he was kind of like this when he first came back from the injury last yeah. year. And he ended up finding it more. But they don't have the the the, the margin for error that they do, that they did last year. So I, I do think, J.D., yeah, there's a point when – I mean, if they win, he can play like this forever. <laughs> Quite frankly, that you know Steve Kerr's like sure. that. But but yeah, I think what are we about a month into the season? Yeah, I think I think a month from now, if the Warriors are 12 and 18, well then they gotta do something. But like right now, I I actually don't think there's anything to do because I, I think they're better than this. Sure. So I think it's hard to almost evaluate them right now. They've been playing, they're playing so badly. And I was t- telling Guru, it's like you got to be a little careful. Now's when you might make a mistake if you, if you kind of panic or overreact too early. And so you got to give it another month or so to see, to at least see if you can stabilize and then assess what you have to do come January and the, and the trade deadline. So I I don't think there's anything they, they really can do right now. And also that if you really want to get into it, I am concerned that they're not going to be able to get anything they really any I'm I, I'm not sure they can get anybody who's really going to help them for Draymond Clay Kaminga Wiseman or Moody. Well, and that I mean that is the other part of it is do you have to start looking outside to try and salvage this season and and you know, that may mean just be a top six team, not even necessarily be a top four team or or be a a, a championship contender. But with with Wiseman going down to the G League, I mean, I want to get your thoughts on that. But I also think if there is a move to be made where the Warriors decide they're going to move off of a young player right now and, and it and I'm and I mean, just for some some shorter term help, I'm not even saying a deal for a, a big boy. I'm not even saying, like, look at a Durant deal, although I, I think they probably should try to start looking at a Durant deal. And and I, you know, the pieces for all of that are difficult to to figure out. But as far as Wiseman goes, I feel like he's the guy that if you're going to make a move, you know, Kaminga and Moody up and down, but they're wing players and they've shown more promise than Wiseman. I mean, I, I almost took them sending Wiseman down and the way it just kind of came out after that Spurs game as they're at a little bit of a loss as an organization as to what to do with him, 
how long it's going to take for him to figure it out. And and I'll even take it a step further to say whether it's even worth putting in the time at this point versus maybe bringing somebody else in via trade that that can help more, even right. in a different position. Yeah, I mean, and here's the other thing. Here's the thing that I noticed noticed really against the Phoenix game, and and, and Aiton didn't really even kill him, but the ease at which he got shots and he missed a couple that you know um they're too small i mean draymond you know draymond used to hang in there and 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 draymond used to do a great job on guys like ayton sure he can't do that in other than stretches now like ayton was just shooting over him you know looney is crafty but he's not athletic they I mean, they, their problem is they've looked small to me over the last year or so, even last year. Um, but they were, they were more athletic last year. Like Peyton got rebounds yep. for them and, uh, you know, and started a script. That's what they, hey, first of all, how much time we got here? Hey, we, get, we got five or ten. Minutes. Yeah. So, uh, ten. Yeah. and we used to talk about this five years ago, how three to five times a game, the Warriors would take a three, miss it. There would be a long rebound. They get it in a scramble situation, and they get a wide open three, and they convert it. Two to four times every single game because they were athletic. They were quick. They beat guys. They beat other teams with the ball for long rebounds. How many of those have they had this year? They don't have one a game. Not yeah, it's not a lot, and if anything, no. it's, ha- it's happening to them a little bit. Exactly, like Phoenix did it to them. Exactly, in a of the Kings did it to them in moments where ah, you get a stop, you go down and score. Maybe you got the Kings on the ropes. Yep, the bonus kicking it out to Herder and and he, or, or who at Monk or Fox or whoever. Right, and and it's just they're backbreakers. They're, yeah, they're backbreakers, and the Warriors are in position where those kind of shots might send you home a loser a little more exactly than, than they used to because they don't have as much of a you know if a play like that happens and you're up 10 with four minutes left you, all right no big deal go score sure and keep playing so uh just Wiseman specifically though like I don't know I just don't know I just don't know but it, to me it's been kind of fascinating you know I remember you know he did play what 47 games. His rookie year is that right? Yeah, forty-seven. Yeah. About no, yeah, no. It was. It, I think it was in the thirties. Thirty-seven, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he averaged eleven five and six five. And I remember everyone saying, "Hey, look at that!" At by accident, twenty-two minutes a game by accident, by accident. Yeah. It didn't matter. Those like. That's the difference between games that matter and games that don't matter. I'm sorry, but it, it's it's true. Like the Warriors could glad <clears throat> the Warriors could throw James Wiseman out there for 25 minutes a game right now, and I'll bet you'd average 15 and seven. Mm. They're not going to win, and that's the problem with him right now. So what do you do? I mean, you send him I, down, but you know, sending a big man down is different than sending a guard down. Like sending no, Jordan, you're right. Like sending Jordan Poole down to go dominate it it's you know 
that type of game is really conducive to the type of game that they would right. have wanted him to play with with the big club. Right. For Wiseman, it's it's a little different. Yeah, I you're you're right about that. I mean, the one thing that to me, I would see. I think they're far ahead of where we are, like most teams, you know, in terms of their thought process. So, you know, if they think Wiseman isn't going to be able to get it done, then to me, you use Wiseman's stint in the G League as a way to just shoehorn Kaminga into the into these games 15 minutes a night, no matter what. Problem is, I don't know what they think of Kaminga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I, I don't. I don't know who's ahead of who. Part part of this disconnect, and you know, Steve Kerr addressed the 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 commitment to each other and and all of and needing to get everybody on the same page. I I wonder with the young players how much of a disconnect. I think there absolutely is a disconnect between the veteran players and the young players, but that's not even where I was going with it. Is there a disconnect with? just the members of the organization as far as what the proper course of, of action is as far as playing time. And cause I don't think anybody would have believed in the Warriors organization that this would have been a situation where all of these guys are playing as badly as they are and playing a, as few minutes as, as they are currently. Like it's it, it like, even for me who wasn't expecting as much as others, I sit back and go, these guys are not playing at all, or or when they're playing, they they like you can see why you'd want to rip them out of the game in two or three. Yeah, and the bottom line is that the veterans haven't been good enough to withstand how bad the young players have played, and that too is a different dynamic than this team has had in the past. Because they're you can talk about their starting five all you want, this team has been more dominant, was more dominant last year, particularly when they started eighteen and two. And you can get those guys, you know, get those guys in there. So, I mean, again, to me, I, I if they if Kaminga still got an out. Well, here's the other thing. I thought I thought this was where you were going, and that is, you know, the Warriors play differently than any other team in the league. Practically, they play open, and it's the, it's, it's based a lot on instinct. I mean, you look at those teams that won it, they were smart. Look at all the great players for the Warriors. Staff, Iguodala, Bogut, Draymond. You know, the, like it's a it, – hey, these guys are young. Like they never – Kaminga didn't play college basketball. You know what I mean? Wiseman played three games. They're both 21. How do you expect them to – like this is supposed to be a team going for the championship. So – is they they got to learn how to play. They do. Period. They do. We're going to have to wrap it. Right. As you can yeah, hear, uh, yeah, we got a little fire alarm issue oh. in the background here. So All right. Yeah, going to be coming through hey. on the mic. So yeah, let me know you came through okay. We'll end up on that note. Uh, for Steiny, I'm JD. We'll talk next week. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 